Hello, and welcome to the media ministry of Living Word Church in Roberts, Illinois. Today, Pastor Douglas Lee shares truth from the Word of God that will inspire and motivate you. We pray that as you listen to this message, your ears will be open to hear and your heart to receive all that God has for you. Join us now as we journey together through God's Word. We're going to have a good time here together this morning, everybody. I appreciate you tuning in. Like I said, we're going to work to be innovative, to communicate somehow with you through uh, the whole duration of this crisis. You know, this morning, I thinking about the rules that are out there, and I want to say uh, my perspective on that a little bit is when we get together as pastors to share with you, it's in my heart the same thing as the doctor. When you go to the doctor's office, they have essential service that they provide medically, for those who are spiritual, uh, we're looking for answers that come by the, the way of the Holy Spirit. And we're here to present that in the best way that we can to represent the Lord Jesus, to call together the body of Christ. You know, we're the body of Christ wherever we are, whenever we plug in to what the body's doing. And Sunday morning is about worshiping the Lord Jesus and his body comes together to acknowledge the direction of the Holy Spirit uh, what the word of the Lord is to the church, how we ought to think, how we should be renewing our mind in in the times that we're in. You know, when we're caught off guard by something that, that was thrown in our court, we have to figure out how to deal with that. And we, as the body of Christ, want to know what's the wisdom of God say and how do we best apply that to our life. So today, as with any other service that we have, is about applying God's truth to our lives so that we're free so that we don't have to be bound with fear or anxiety uh, over what's happening in the moment with this disease or what's to come because of the uh, the price to be paid when it's all said and done. You know, I would, uh, as, as a Christian, be focused on things to come and knowing the mind of the Lord and praying into our future some things. The Holy Spirit gives us the ability when we pray to be praying out the perfect will of God. And right now, we can't hardly know what that looks like in our minds, what our nation will look like when, when we're done with this crisis. We do believe a lot of things are going to go well and that people will band together and do the best that they can. Uh, that still in the heart of America, Jesus is Lord by and large. I believe all of that will come to bear fruit in the days to come and people coming together in unity. But we, we want to be conscious that there's, uh, there's the way of this world and the outcome that the world has in mind and the God of this world who's the enemy. Satan himself is the God of this world. We don't serve that God. We serve the living God, and uh, he's the God that, that reigns in the kingdom of righteousness, the kingdom of God, and we want to give him glory today. We want to acknowledge first that we serve the Lord, and we submit to authority, but uh, we're here to proclaim what the word of the Lord is. I heard a number of people, and meaning well this week, in, in television and in person, saying, Pastor, are you praying for God's supernatural intervention? And I found myself answering the same way every time because I'd given some thought to what, what would I answer if people asked me something like that. Jesus has already been sent as God's supernatural intervention. He is that perfect gift. He is the answer. But we have to sometimes know what is it that he's saying in the answer. 
That's why we're getting a, a written word in the scripture to be able to look in any situation, how does God think about this? What's in God's mind about this? And how can I change my way of thinking to line up with what, what the outcome is that God has? Today is about that. Uh, we, we want to, anything that we do right now, make sure that we come into a fullness of relationship, a right relationship with the Lord Jesus. We want to be in a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus. I know how easy it is to rely on other people's words, their relationship, their understanding of Scripture, even their, their prayer life and their faith to get through. And that's one reason we come together, as we do draw strength from relationship that others have with the Lord. But this would be a time to be determined in your own heart to make sure that you're walking in the fullness of what Jesus has provided for us as his church. We are to be the people that don't walk in anxiety, that aren't given to fear, that are not concerned if, if the way that we have received pay dries up and it changes. So much could happen. You know, I, I, the, the most, people, most people that I've talked to are anxious over some aspect of this and we have to as a people of God determine to put our focus on the Lord Jesus or we'll become anxious with everybody else. Mm -hmm. We're in this world but there are ways that we don't uh, become a part of, of the negativity that's going on. I, I see in the scripture that God's already made every provision or special provision for us in Christ Jesus, and when I say Christ Jesus, I mean the anointed relationship we have with the person of Christ. That means to the degree we know his word and we understand what his word says, we'll find relief, we'll find satisfaction, we might even find direction for the days ahead in our knowledge of the word. So I want to point to some truth in God's word today about what this season is, what it isn't, what it's leading the world toward, what it's leading the church toward. You know, Scripture says very clearly that in the latter days there will be times of trouble, there will be chaos, there will be pestilence, there will be difficulty. We're seeing at least what looks like that, and I would interpret that uh, sure, sure looks like that's what's happening to me. You know, I didn't come together today with you to to be sensational or try to point to Jesus is coming tomorrow, but he could come any time. And we want to be aware of that, and we want to make sure that we are living in a way that gives him glory, not that gives him gives an impression that the people of God are afraid. We should be the least afraid of anybody in the earth because we've been given Jesus, who's risen from the dead, first as a Savior. He said, anybody that calls on his name will be saved. Secondarily, as our healer, if, if this disease does continue to, to spread and it starts to touch people that you know and that you love, we should expect to know Jesus as our healer and uh, experience that, that he will see us through any crisis or any trial. That's his promise. He didn't say we would uh, live above all of that in this life. He said that we might go through some things in this life, but he will never leave us or forsake us. So today is about that truth and many more. I, I, I look to the New Testament church in Acts 2 and the kind of things that were happening after Jesus' resurrection and the gospel was getting out and 
the church was a new church and they were experiencing persecution and difficulty. I would say some pushback from the powers that be in the earth. Up until Jesus came and gave his life and rose from the dead, Satan had a, a lot of ends with people because people couldn't keep the scripture of the Old Testament law successfully. So constantly people were feeling condemned and the enemy took advantage of that. We're thankful that we live in a dispensation of grace where the grace of God is more than enough for us and scripture says he gives more grace when we need it. Well, I believe that. I believe this is a time to focus on the goodness of God and not question and wonder where is God right now. He should be, his kingdom should be inside of you. If you know Jesus, scripture says the kingdom of God lives within you. So answers reside on the man, the person of Christ, his Holy Spirit on the inside of you. So when we look inward, we have answers that we can bring outward and help other people. Acts 2.21 says that in the last days, God would pour out his spirit upon all flesh. God's faithful to do that. If we're in the last days, he's poured out his spirit already, and he will continue to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Some people recognize and acknowledge that that's the outpouring of God, while others uh, experience it, but it runs uh, off of their back like water off a duck's back, and they're not impacted, they're not even aware that they had available to them the wisdom and power of God. But I want you today to know clearly that all the wisdom and power of God that came in Christ Jesus is available for you today to take hold of by faith. We take hold of things by faith, by the words of our mouth, and say, I choose to believe that. And I confess Jesus not just to be my Savior, but he's my Lord, he's my Master, he's my Controller, he's watching out for me, he's my protection, he's all that I need. Scripture says, continuing there in Acts 2, that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, we want to think about that initial work of salvation when we ask Jesus to come into our heart as Savior, but here he's talking more about lordship, the lordship of Jesus, that we are in a state of continually being saved. Hmm. Uh, of any time in, in recent history that I can think I want to know Jesus as Savior, it'd be now. Amen. I'd want him to save me from the distress and trouble that's in the earth. Some would say, well, pastor, that's a, that's a kind of escape theology. Well, uh, Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost mm -hmm. and find me so he could save me from all kind of trouble. Mm -hmm. You can call it what you will. I just call it good old salvation. Mm -hmm. Jesus saving me from the trouble, but not only that, saving me into his kingdom where there's goodness, where there's answers, where there's promises I can meditate on and think about and give him thanks for, a kingdom that's invisible to those who don't know the king, but available to all those who know his name. In that name of Jesus, we access everything that belongs to us, and we learn what those things are from the person of the Holy Spirit. So we can choose to respond to Christ Jesus especially in these times, and recognize that the words that I'm saying today are my best attempt, my best effort to say what I believe he's saying to the church, to put into words in this little time frame that we have together, the most meaningful things that are in the heart of God for his children, because he loves us. He's not left us.
He, he, is, he is God with us in this moment. That's who the Holy Spirit is, God with us. To not know the Holy Spirit right now, to not be filled with the Holy Spirit, would be a great mistake of doing without the fullness of God. Amen. Because the Holy Spirit is the person of God with us in this thing. Scripture says Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. And he and the Heavenly Father in heavenly places, Jesus praying for us in this moment, praying primarily that we will listen to the direction of the Holy Spirit, who's God with us in the earth. So this morning, as we look at God's word, it is the Holy Spirit who is the spirit of truth, who is our teacher, who is the one called alongside to help us navigate in this life through anything not through anything to a bitter end or a difficult end, but to the good end that God expects for his children, the good end that Jesus has paid for, for all of those that love him. Jesus said in John 10, that there was a door into safety and provision for us. He described the door as being the same as his person, Jesus being the door. He's really talking about our constant access to a relationship with him. And he he describes the door as kind of a swinging door. It's always available. If we want to push on it, we can come in. But just like we can come into fellowship with Jesus, I know many Christians that in bits of their life or maybe even in their whole walk have chosen to step away or step out of the door. You know, Jesus said he would never leave us or forsake us, but understand the nature of the relationship. He's the door to more. If we want the more, we've got to come into the door, into what Psalm 23 calls the safe pasture, the green pasture. So this would be a time to make sure Jesus is your shepherd. If he's your shepherd, you're going to spend time resting in him, spending time with him. And if you're outside the door, the Lord Jesus, the way to that pasture, you're going to feel unrest. You're going to feel anxiety. You're going to be aware of something not being right between you and God. And that would be the person of the Holy Spirit letting you know there's some little thing to fix. So the door will swing in the right direction. You want to swing it in God's direction this morning. So well, you're talking to church folks, pastor. I know it. I know that church folks in daily life come under pressures and come under obligations and the door swings both ways. You'll know this morning at the sound of my voice and what I'm saying, I've prayed that the Holy Spirit reveal God's will to you this morning. You'll know if there's something you need to make right with the Lord. The key to revival in scripture has always been the same thing, a spirit of repentance, an attitude of repentance, uh, and an open humility before the Lord that we can't do this thing we call life well without him. We certainly can't win and be above and not beneath if we don't spend time with him. He's given us the way and provided the way for us in Christ Jesus. John 10 gives credit where credit is due. It's my my favorite scripture of all time. It would be my my favorite in this season, and I think a, a message for us to meditate on. The thief, who is the devil, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. But Jesus said, "I've come to give you life." That means all the goodness and, and grace of God more abundantly. Yes. Now, we can have it a little or we can have it more abundantly, but I'd get the more abundantly Amen. this morning. I would go for everything that you can. You know, we're, we're 
confined at home, to be honest with you. I, I, I'm kind of a home person, but I don't want to be confined there. <laughs> I, I like to get out and run around. I'm thinking, dear Lord Jesus, how will I make it through? Uh, we come into close proximity with people that we love, but when you're in close proximity, things can get to you. This would be a time to bring Jesus into close proximity. That's good. Bring the whole house into his presence by talking about the things of God a bit more than usual taking time to, to establish a family devotion and push the thief out. Understand that, that Jesus described the time of his return as coming as a thief in the night. Well, you can take this season as uh, the thief coming to steal, or you can do one better and look at what Jesus said at the end of the verse, I've come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. It's up to you whether you might have it might have it more abundantly or not have it. It's up to you. Jesus used the word might. Well, that would cause me a little bit of concern and recognize I've got a responsibility in this. So many Christians are just waiting for God to do some new supernatural thing. Come on. Jesus already did that. That's right. right. He said we can have it if we want it, if we will come into his presence. So I look at that verse and I think, I want to have what he said I could have. That word life means Zoe life. It means what heaven has to provide for us, what God had in mind before man fell in the garden, what Jesus redeemed us to, all the goodness of God. So I'm believing this morning that out of this message, you're going to recognize you need to put your hook fully into the goodness of God. And you do that by putting your heart fully in Jesus' hands. So this morning, we want to recognize that this chaos that is introduced in the world is is here for a reason. God didn't do it. But God's desire in chaos is that we turn to the God of order, turn to the God of restoration, turn to the Lord Jesus who reconciles us to the plan of God, which is not full of chaos and confusion and worry and anxiety. Whenever the enemy, the devil, introduces chaos, I, I want to think of our life before this all happened. For most Americans, for most of us, life somewhat had a quality of the Garden of Eden. Things were going pretty good. America was on a fast track to the blessing, and everybody thought, man, God is smiling on America again. He still is. Mm-hmm. But the enemy came to introduce chaos. In chaos, the devil can have his way and bring destruction, or the people of God can do what the scripture says and humble themselves and pray, and God will restore right order by the people who live in the kingdom of a God proclaiming the end God has in mind. I believe they will will come up with a way to contain this and cure this, and uh, that's the gift of God in men. I'm all for that. I desire that as much as any person. But I know that there is the goodness of God at work already in us to pray and see God's future come to pass in Jesus' name instead of by the goodness of man or just a banding together of people. The body of Christ has a lot to say about this in the prayer closet right now. So we want to be aware that the enemy in this season is up to something much more than a virus to scare people, to hurt people, to kill people. There's always an agenda beyond the agenda that we see. We're in the realm of things that we can see, but Scripture says there's a realm called the kingdom of God that we don't see with our natural eyes. We perceive it with our spiritual heart being in tune to the Lord Jesus. 
to perceive that, we've got to understand the nature of God and the nature of the devil. That's what John 10 is about. But Jesus said in verse 9, describing how we need to see things right now, Jesus said, I am the door, talking of himself. By me, if any man enter in, that means anybody can do this, anybody can swing the door open, open access. If any man enter in, he shall be saved. Now, here's, here's the, the scary part of the important part for right now. This same man that shall be saved shall go in and out and ultimately find pasture. Jesus is letting us know in our relationship with him, we have varying degrees of being in Christ or making Jesus our Lord. Mm. Making Jesus our Lord is something we continually do. When the word sozo in the Greek, the word salvation means we're continually being saved. We're not positionally being saved. That happened once when we asked Jesus in. He'll not leave us or forsake us. But relationally, we stay tight with him. We stay close to him. We stay inside the door of fellowship. So many say today to me, well, pastor, I'm not doing church anywhere. I just see a bunch of hypocrites or I don't understand the scripture or I'm more modern than that. And I listen to the, the crazy reasoning and I think, how can you be in Christ and not take advantage of all the fellowship opportunities that you can? So today, being in Christ, you're going to do from home, but you're going to do it by coming into agreement with what God's word says. And out of that, applying these truths to your own life, praying together as a family or praying with a friend on the phone today, but praying into existence, saying from your mouth, I'm in the body of Christ. If we're in the body of Christ, it means we are in the fullness of his anointing. We should expect all the goodness of God in everything. If you feel like this season has caught you out, I know, by the way, some people, but when something like this happens, we ought to turn our full attention to him. There's only one way we turn our full attention to him. It's to turn away from whatever took our attention away in the first place. If you're at home today, you know, you have some choices to make. If you're away from work, well, maybe work took a lot of your attention. Take advantage of this little time at home. Turn your full attention to the Lord Jesus Christ. Be wary of being entertained all the time taking your devices or watching the old movies or whatever you like to watch on TV and giving your days to that, I would turn my full attention. I would say right out of my mouth, Jesus, I'm turning my full heart to you. I want to make sure I swing open this door uh, into fellowship with you and a full fellowship with you, that I'm in right relationship. Right relationship means there's constantly this dialogue going on. You know, we understand through social media, people make these connections of being in communication all the time. Be careful that that communication doesn't lessen your communication with the master and Lord of glory. Because if anybody is going to bring peace to the chaos, that's who's going to do it. See, the healing power of God is a supernatural thing already given to the body of Christ. When you're in fellowship with him, you have a confidence in him and you tap into that. So I'd encourage you this morning, we're going to pray at the end of our time together for the healing power of God to come into your home, come into your life. But we're going to pray a prayer of repentance because I believe when we repent, we turn away from whatever's taken our attention. 
So if you're caught out this morning and something has taken your attention away to from fellowship with the Lord Jesus, you want to swing that door open. You know, we've got a door from our dining room to our kitchen and it swings both ways. And, you know, you, if the door is hanging shut, which sometimes it is for privacy from room to room, I've learned to call out from either side coming through so somebody knows I'm coming to the other side and the door doesn't smack another person. Jesus is aware if you're coming through, but I'd say to him, Jesus, I'm coming through all the same. I'm coming right into full fellowship with you and make sure that you've had a, a change of heart today and be in that place of, of confidence with him. I, I wouldn't want to stay caught out in this season. Understand that, that right now we should have a great awareness of Jesus as our, our Passover Jesus as our, our surety that this plague and the result of this, this plague, however maximized, is going to pass over our house. When the Passover uh, came in the Old Testament, families gathered together at home. I want to think that there's some advantages to being gathered together at home right now. And this would be one. You've got everybody under roof. You can bring everybody under the authority of your house have a plan how you're going to run the house. But more than that, I'd come under the authority of the anointing of God. Christ, our Passover, is literally the anointing applied to the doorposts. Understand when everybody was inside, they put the door on the doorpost. So when they came out, they came out untouched. More important than this moment of being locked in away from a virus will be how we come out at the end of this crisis. Coming back out into life as it will look when we do. Coming back into whatever employment looks like, whatever socialization looks like, whatever family looks like. You know, if you lose a family member in this crisis, you're going to come out into a redefined family. I pray that doesn't happen. But be aware when they were in their home, there was a focus on the fear of God in understanding there was going to be a supernatural deliverance, but it more had to do with what life would look like when they came back through the door than when they went in. Understand Jesus as the door is a picture of Passover as well, where we've come into this season that we can be praying. We can come into a close fellowship with one another, with the Lord Jesus, and when we come back out, we're coming through the blood of Christ not just a, a cleansing and a preservation and a healing from what's going on outside the kingdom, what's going on out in the world, but when we come back into everyday living, that we've been fully preserved with everybody in the house. So I would encourage you to take this time seriously as a consecration for a renewed future, for the promise of God to continue through this into our future, that we not be lacking anything. And I'd look beyond the Passover to what was next for Israel. They were the people of God when they went in. They were still the people of God when they came out of their That's house. Right. Yeah, good. But they left Egypt when they came out of the house. Yeah. Be aware that Egypt is a type of the world system. And you want to come back out into the world, not dependent on the world system. That's right. I'm so concerned beyond the disease of the economic ramifications and what things will be worth when we come out, what 
what it will take to live. So, well, Pastor, you're speaking doom and gloom. No, I'm speaking through the doom and gloom into the faith and promise God gives us for a future and who our source is. In coming back out the door after Passover, the people assembled and they were led out of Egypt in the promise of God. And they took riches with them. They came out where their clothes didn't wear out. They were preserved. They were protected. But they were running from the world system into the kingdom of God. I would encourage you to experience a transition as a family of coming out from confidence in Egypt. Confidence in Egypt has to do with confidence in the dollar, confidence in the government. You know, I'm glad we live in the United States. I have a level of confidence in our government. I'm proud of our president and our leaders for working together. But beyond all of what man can do, there's what Jesus has provided. And we're going to find we can't do right without what Jesus gave us. So think about coming out and turning away from the things that were on the outside of that door. When you're in your home, what was it that took you away from Jesus or caused your fellowship to be less than rich or your confidence and faith in him to be less than what it should be? And be aware that those things need to be purged. When they went into the house, before they came out, before they partook of the, the Passover meal, they had to clean the house out. They had to purge it of the leaven. While you're in the house together, have a conversation about how could our life more honor the Lord. And make some decisions to purge out the old leaven. Because something God wants in his people is when we come out, come out into a newness of life. Don't come out in an oldness of life, in the old way of thinking, in the old way of doing things. Let this be a kind of rebirth in your relationship with the Lord Jesus. An almost new experience of salvation because that's what the body of Christ is to experience right now. I know with a certainty that is the word of the Lord unto his church. If I could say it to everybody out there, I'd say it to everybody out there. This is a time of renewal with him so that when we come out, we come out in newness of life, not looking back, not looking to the old ways, but looking to the fullness of what scripture says and how we ought to live and how we ought to honor the Lord. We want to, as people of authority, if you're the highest authority in your house, Apply the blood of Jesus to your home. What does that mean? It means to pray over your household. God, we're coming into full covenant with you. The blood of Jesus has made the way Jesus was our sacrifice. He died so we could live. He died so we could live an abundant kind of life. We're entering into that abundant kind of life as we shelter in our homes and we put our full faith and trust in you. When we come out the door, we come out in your protection, in your provision, in your power for an anointed future, in understanding your vision for our family. What we used to do might be redefined. We might come out and have new responsibilities, a new kind of life. We might have to scramble to reorganize business. We might have to scramble to, to change the way we're living. 
So, Pastor, that's a little alarmist. When I look at the scripture about the end times, we're to have an edge about us that understands things could change on a dime. We're to be the, the to, to, to look at the parable of the ten virgins, we're to be the five with oil in our lamp and oil on reserve, a big jug full. I'd get your jug full right now. I, I would be uh, before the Lord and honoring him. So, Pastor, I don't know how to, to pray the way you pray. Well, the Holy Spirit leads my prayer life. He'll lead yours the same. It's a matter of saying, please fill my oil up, and he will give you fresh oil. And it'll be pure, it'll be holy, it'll be what satisfies the Lord. I'm not saying today that we're saved by the works of our righteousness, but we have to take hold of the works of Jesus' righteousness. We have to own them for ourselves and be thankful that he's the one. He is the way. He didn't just make the way. He is the way. So when we're in him, we're going to walk in that way. But fourth, we want, to, we want to come into Christ by faith. We want to come into the door by faith. If this caught you out, faith is as simple as a confession, saying, Lord Jesus, I choose to believe in my heart and say with my mouth, I'm coming into full fellowship with you. Amen. If you're caught out today, I, I believe this message is, is being preached, not just to our church family. This is so you can share it with everybody that you know. Right. There are a lot of people on the fringes of fellowship, and I'm not here to judge that. I'm just here to, to make sure everybody can find the door and understand that it's a swinging door. Jesus hasn't locked it up and said, well, if you're caught out, you're done. Now, there will be a moment like that at the rapture of the church. I wouldn't want to be caught out when that happens and understand this moment is to help us be ready to not be caught out ultimately when the door is closed because there's coming a time Jesus said the door will be shut. This isn't that time, but it's getting us ready for that time. So friend, if you're concerned, you're caught out, it's time to come in. Mm -hmm. We can come back into the pasture that, that is described in the 23rd Psalm where we're safe, but we're responsible to come into that pasture and Jesus is calling us to that place. 1 Corinthians 5, verses 6 through 8. I want to read this to you uh, because it, it describes what we need to do to, to be in this place of safety. He's uh, describing what in the New Testament is how we live in the fullness of the Passover. You know, we're coming into the Easter season, and I, I thought as I was preparing this message, you know, it's really, it's really something I would be preaching about this season anyway, about getting ready. But boy, does it apply to now. You know, I think uh, of the scriptures that say God's got his, our, our lives in his hands. He knows the seasons. He knows the end from the beginning. It's not by chance that we're in a season where we focus on his resurrection. So I want to look at the first Corinthians five that is New Testament. It's a letter written to church folks. So this isn't to wash, this is to church folks to make sure that they're in the right place of fellowship, in a fullness. Know ye not that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Then he gives us a responsibility, I have it in red on my notes. Purge out therefore the old leaven. That's something we have to do. I, I, I know some people are would be praying, well, God, you, you purge us out. Uh, he already sent Jesus. And Jesus gives us the ability to purge it out by listening to him saying, Jesus, I repent. That's purging out the old leaven. Mm. I turn from my own way outside the door and I come into your way and I submit to your authority. You know, being in the kingdom has two parts to it. We have to be willing 
And most people are becoming more willing than they've ever been. But then we have to be obedient. And this is the obedience part. We purge out, therefore, the old leaven, the old way of thinking, the, 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 the way of the world. Old leaven might be anxiety. It might be fear this morning. It might be habits and patterns that living a little bit too much like the world or you know, watching the news and expecting man to come up with all the answers. Come on. I'd look beyond people right now to yeah. the God who, who created us. You know, Scripture says in the last days, men will worship creation more than the Creator. I, I wouldn't look to man too much right now. I'd look to God right now. Why? He, he's already sent Jesus the supernatural source and cure for everything that we need. That's where our full attention ought to be. He says, uh, we, we purge out the old leaven that we might become a new lump as we're meant to be unleavened. We're to become something we've not been before this crisis. So, well, Pastor, I was doing good. I, I was walking right with God. I'd, I'd be careful mm. that maybe that's a little too arrogant for right mm. now. I'd be confident, but I'd be humble. I'd be confident in Jesus, but I'd put no confidence in the flesh. Yeah. That's what the scripture says yeah. to do. So I find a true place of humility and recognize that we could certainly do better than we were doing before this crisis. And that's what our outcome needs to be in closer fellowship and a greater tenderness. Then he goes on in the next verse for even Christ, our Passover is sacrificed for us. Didn't say he has been, says he is now. Who is Christ? Christ is not just Jesus. Christ is the anointing that remains in us because of Jesus giving his life. Jesus the Christ lives in us as the person of Christ. Jesus the person, the flesh person is in heaven. Christ means his spirit of anointing. Christ means the person of the Holy Spirit living in us. His anointing, his power, his goodness. His mercy, His grace, His healing is all living on the inside of us. Mm-hmm. Christ, our Passover, is still sacrificed for us. Mm-hmm. He remains an open sacrifice, having given His life, so that we can become a living sacrifice and be His life. Not only does God want goodness for you, He wants you to be like a, a, a Passover lamb to others. You carry the goodness of God. Never to have to lay down your life to die, but to lay down your life to live for him. To lay down your life in resurrection, to be encouraging, to, to have answers and, and uh, to give people hope. Today, this is a message of the greatest hope I know. My hope is in the, the Lord of glory who was raised from the dead, so I too will be. And that's what his healing power is doing in our lives right now, raising us out of this uh, this body of death, Scripture says, that we live in, to live in abundance and newness of life. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Now, this is New Testament. This isn't Old Testament. This isn't to the Jews. This is to the church, the New Testament church. He says in verse 8, Therefore, let us keep the feast. What does that mean? We're supposed to have an observance to Jesus' Passover. We're supposed to be experiencing right now an understanding of what it is to walk in him and see deliverance because of what Jesus has done. Not just to hide out in our homes, but when we come out, we're coming through the blood. 
When we come out of the doorway, we applied the blood to that doorway. Jesus didn't fly down from heaven and apply the blood. He gave access to that authority to us to say, I walk in all authority over the powers of darkness that are in this world. They are real and they exist and they are out to steal, kill, and destroy, but they'll not have me because I'm in my house making things right with Jesus. And when I come through the doorpost, when I come through the door, when I come back out into daily living, I'm coming in through the blood of Jesus' sacrifice. It isn't any that, it isn't me that lives anymore. It's Christ Jesus living in me. So when I come out, I'm coming out into a place of victory. Recognize when you're, you're talking to people, you're speaking through that door. You're speaking through the veil of what's hidden to others. You've had revealed to you by being close to Jesus. When you come through the door to speak life to others, you've seen behind the veil of what's hidden to the world. You have revelation of in Christ Jesus and you come out and speak life. That's why the word even says, when we lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. You don't want to try that without having revelation of what's happened behind closed doors. You come out in healing power because of what you've experienced in fellowshipping with Jesus, in close fellowship with him. Therefore, let us keep the feast. What does that mean? It means what you're doing at home right now in your home is preparing you to come out into everyday life whenever they call off the curfew or call out the all clear or find the cure or find the, the magic vaccine. Understand that God wants man to have all of that revelation. He wants to stop this thing by any means, but more important than stop what's happening in the physical realm is he wants us to return to our spiritual roots of who Jesus is, come into the family of God and not deny his witness, not deny giving the glory to Jesus, not deny that we're a Christian nation, but to rather have a very outspoken voice. When you're speaking in the authority of God, you have faith that others don't have. Not just that everything's going to be all right, but rather that the kingdom of God's going to get the glory out of this, that Jesus is going to be elevated again in the earth, that we're still a Christian nation regardless of what people say. There's still a Christian majority. I'd be a part of that majority. I'd be renewed in abundance of life, and I'd speak out about that. Amen. You've got neighbors to talk to. Of one thing about the information age that is wonderful, you can re-preach this to all of your friends in your own vernacular in a way that they understand, or you can share it with everybody out there because this is the message of hope. When we pray today, we're going to swing that door wide open Amen. into fellowship with Jesus, and if you've been caught out, you're going to come back in. Amen. If you've never heard of Jesus, the door to to, to everything good. Well, today's the day to swing the door open. Amen. We want to purge out the old leaven. That means do a little less entertainment, a little less information. And I'd be a little careful of how saturated you get with the news of the world. I'd get more saturated with the goodness of God. Those of you that know what I mean by this, worshiping at home, I'd put on your favorite favorite praise and worship music, and I would go out all out, singing your heart before the Lord, and do that together, and enter into a time of, of God's protection. Whenever the people of God sing his praises, it results in supernatural protection Amen. and provision from That's the good. Lord. I would expect that. When we come out the door, we're going to come out into an uncertain world, but we're going to come out in the certain faith of the Lord Jesus if we take time to worship him in this hour. Now, 
We want to also come into a, a place of repentance and readiness so that when we come out of the door, we know that we're coming out in confidence. We want to be prepared for a kind of exodus out of the world system as the body of Christ. What does that mean? We're still going to be in the world. We're, we're still going to be living daily lives. We're to live them differently. Depending on God, giving him credit, putting our full faith in him, knowing he's going to be our provision. If things look different when we come out, he's not changed. So we want to focus on the one who never changes. That is the person of the Lord Jesus. And we'll have a confidence to adjust our lives and see the fullness of what he has for us in days to come. We want to come out of this crisis living in a state of readiness. I know most people I've talked to were not ready for this. It came as a surprise, and it shouldn't be such a stark surprise for the Christian. We're forewarned in the scripture that in the days of Jesus returning, there will be trouble in the land. There will be chaos in the land. Scripture calls it lawlessness shall abound. Mm. Well, I've seen the edge of that mm. in people yeah. and what it could turn into. I'm thankful it hasn't turned into a, a great riot, but recognize how little it could take for people to go into pandemonium. On my way home from um, Mayo Clinic, I uh, was in western Wisconsin and felt compelled to stop at a Sam's Club as they were opening and I had dad sit in the truck and wait for me as I went in and I saw how quickly the scene I was a part of could have turned into uh, uh, a great, uh, a greater chaos. I moved quickly through the store, not concerned about the virus, but rather how many people I saw carrying arms and looking a little wily and crazy and, you know, people competing for what was on the shelves. And I thought to myself, I said out loud, Lord Jesus, thank you. You're my support. Thank you for directing my steps in here. Thank you for providing for everything that we need in the body of Christ and keeping things calm as I come through here. I saw most people were being courteous, but a few were not. But I looked around as I, I saw a lot of, uh, a lot of ladies in plaid, honestly, flannel, uh, letting their, their coats hang open. And I could see what they were brandishing that was supposed to be concealed. They didn't want it to be too concealed because they wanted to have confidence that they were going to come out with what they needed. Understand that you bear the armor of the Lord. Understand that you can let your coat hang open right now and let your armament be revealed in the person of the Lord Jesus. We should have greater confidence in him than we do uh, anything else that the world has and expect him to provide for us and keep us safe. I gathered some provisions. I've distributed some of that, but I was, I was happy to get out of there and get on the road. I believe it was the Holy Spirit's way of letting me see how little it would take for things to go into a pandemonium. So don't fear at home. Put your trust in the Lord, but live in a state of readiness. You can interpret that as you will. I want to encourage you today, bring your family into safety and close fellowship with the Lord. We're, we're coming into that place of prayer here in a minute. Acts chapter 16, this is again a, a letter to the New Testament church. It's a, it, it's a picture of what was happening in the New Testament church, literally of the acts of the Holy Spirit working through the people of God in the, the New Testament church. And, and he brought this group of people out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? 
And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. To be saved means believing this morning. That's the first action you take is choosing to believe. And you shall be saved and your whole house. There's a lot of references to believing and being saved in the scripture, but I wanted to key in on this one today because we're hunkered down at home. Most people are in constant contact with family members. I've got family members still on the road. I've got family members hunkered down all over the place, wondering uh, how to network and how to make sure everybody's safe and how to pray for one another. And that's great. But as we're at home together, I, I want to point out that he said the whole house could be saved. You might have somebody caught out, caught away from home, caught out of fellowship with the Lord Jesus today. I know it's your heart that they all be at home safe with you. That's our nature. That's the nature of God in us. Passover is a picture of the nature of God wanting us all safe at home with the door closed on pestilence and trouble, with Jesus inside the house with all of us. If you've not achieved that, you have people caught out physically or caught out spiritually. Today is the day to extend this message to your whole house. Bring them into fellowship. When you bring them into fellowship, you'll find God is faithful. Even if they can't be reunited with you physically, they can be on the same page in the family of God spiritually. The body of Christ is the house of his family. I want you to understand being in Christ means we're in the family and we're sticking close to him. And he made this promise to the whole house. I love that because if you're worried about somebody today, it gives you a way to pray in faith, believing he's bringing them in the whole house. This is our ticket to claiming the whole family. This is the way we make Jesus the, the shepherd and the center of attention in our lives. Uh, I, I would say we're in the days of the 23rd Psalm. If you want to read something really meaningful and study it as a family, I'd get a hold of that right now because it's a, a picture of sheltering in him. It's a picture of the difference of being in fellowship with him and being caught outside the door. So we want to believe on Christ Jesus today as our Passover, not as a Passover that yet has to be sacrificed, but one that's already been sacrificed. The one who's already presented his blood in the Holy of Holies to the Heavenly Father, and the Heavenly Father said, this sacrifice is enough. This is the final sacrifice. This is the only death I'm going to require. And then that blood of sacrifice became our access to life more abundant, became our access to the door to swing the right way into the presence of God, regardless of what's going on around us. So friends, if you're hearing this today, whether you're a Christian in full, full fellowship with the Lord or you're somebody caught out or you've never heard the goodness of God before preached like this, it's simple to find Jesus the door. He's a real person listening all the time. All that it takes to get his attention is the mention. Take communion and how can I get a man of God to touch me? You just need full faith in the Lord Jesus this morning. He's reaching out to you. And the door, I'll say it this way, the door is as simple as you reach out to it. It swings in God's direction. And the light of heaven shines into your heart. And you have revelation of the goodness of God. So I'm going to ask you, those at home that are part of the church, pray with me this morning. Those that you're at home wondering how to witness to your loved ones and share, I've told you the kinds of things to focus on today. Don't focus on an apocalyptic message and fear. Focus on the goodness of God because it's the goodness of God that draws men to him.
It's the goodness of God that chooses Jesus as Savior. It's the goodness of God that compels us to make Jesus more the Lord of our lives. He wants to take the brokenness of life at this moment and renew it to a fullness. So when we come out the door into everyday life again, we have a life more abundant because of Jesus, not less abundant because of the crisis. What's an abundant life? It'd be having everybody that you know hear the message of the cross today, hear the message of Jesus' resurrection, and choose to believe on him. That means I believe on the person of Jesus. Everything that he did, I believe in and I receive it for myself. That means believing on his resurrection. So I ask you to, to bow your heads, if you will. If you don't want to bow your head, you can look right at me and, and pray with me. It doesn't really matter, but we want to reverence the Lord. Heavenly Father, I ask in Jesus' name first that you bring direction and protection and comfort on every family that's tuning in right now. Father, for those who claim Christ as Savior, let us also make Jesus Christ the Lord of our lives. While we're hunkered down together in homes, uh, sheltering together, let our true shelter be the person of Jesus, the body of Christ himself. Let us come into full fellowship today with the person of the Lord Jesus. We do that by saying, Jesus, take my life and make something more of it. I turn from whatever has separated me from full fellowship. I turn away from that way and I turn into your way. I swing into the door of full fellowship with you. I leave behind. I turn away from and I repent of my sin. I leave behind my broken fellowship. I come into a life more abundant with full fellowship with you. Thank you for receiving me unconditionally. Thank you for taking me as I am and not just accepting me, but throwing your arms around me. Heavenly Father, for anybody that feels like a prodigal coming home this morning, receive them like the Father did the prodigal. You're running in our direction to receive us. You don't wait for us just to come in the door. You grab us and pull us through the door into full fellowship. So Heavenly Father, thank you this morning for a place of full fellowship where there's no condemnation, there's true forgiveness and true love when we desire to serve you. Let us take this moment to recognize it's an opportunity to turn into full fellowship with you, to come back to our roots of church, to come back to our roots of fellowship, to come back to the truth of the Bible, to come back into full fellowship and not just wait for the healing vaccine, not just wait for man to rally to recover an economy, not just wait for everybody to come together into the safe haven of home when they can travel again, but to come into the safe haven of your love this morning, to come into the surety of your forgiveness, to accept Jesus as our substitute sacrifice, Father, to rejoice together in the safety of our homes that when we come out into the door, through our own doorway into everyday life, you will have not left us or forsaken us for anything, but rather we come out strong. Heavenly Father, I command in Jesus' name, 
the blessing of God that belongs to us to come upon every person in the person of the Holy Spirit. Let your blessing come upon us, the protection that is in the blood of Jesus, the authority that is in the name of the person of Jesus this morning, the resurrected Jesus, the resurrected Lord Jesus to come upon us, rise up like a resurrection within us, the truth of the gospel this morning, that our confidence our faith and our hope and trust is in you, Lord Jesus. And we will focus on that truth and rejoice together today in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. If you're in your house today with anybody else, turn to him today and say, God is good. He's always good. He's got us in the palm of his hand because he lives rich in us amen. and greater is he that lives in us that in he that is in the world. Amen. And when we're out in the world, the greater one is in us. We have nothing to fear. Jesus is alive and his resurrection works within me. God bless you till we get together again. Show true fellowship in the Lord Jesus. Crack a Bible. If you don't have a paper Bible, then go on Bible Gateway or one of the other resources. You might even uh, go back and listen to some things archived uh, on our website. If you go back and listen to what we've been teaching, we've been preparing. Uh, we've been preparing to get closer to Jesus all along. Why? The season of his coming again is drawing nigh. Mm -hmm. Let this help us prepare and be ready. But above all, look up. Help's coming from heaven. Amen. Show a, a full faith in the Lord Jesus and love one another well. If you're cooking something good, share the recipe. <laughs> I, I, I look forward to some good food at my house. I'm going to be a part of that. Amen. And spend, I, I want to tell you about quality family time. I would make this like the vacation Amen. your family can have together with Jesus in the middle of it like no other time you've ever had. Maximize it. Focus yep. on faith yep. and good things, Amen. not on fear <clears throat> and, and the doom and gloom in the world. Focus on the goodness of God. We love you. Thanks for being a part today. God bless you. Guys, let's Amen. just bless the people in Jesus' Amen. name. Be blessed in Jesus' name. name. Amen. Amen. We pray that today you were challenged to move closer to God and encouraged with the depth of His love for you. If you would like to know more or hear additional messages, please call us at 217-395-2231. You can also write to us at Living Word Church, P.O. Box 158, Roberts, Illinois, 60962. Or visit our website at go to lwc.org. And as always, we would love to have you join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and give you peace.